This is a traditional Scottish traveller story. I heard it for Duncan Williamson years ago, but it's a very well-known story, and it's been told for hundreds of years. It's called The Goat That Told Lies. Now, there was an old man called Choney, and him and his wife Maggie lived in a wee cottage by the side of a forest. Now, he had three sons. There was Willie, Jack, and Tommy, and they used to work with their father. Now, the way that he made a living was that he would gather all the dead wood in the forest, and he would chop it up, and he would sell it in the village for firewood. Now, he didn't own the forest. The forest was owned by a laird, a big landowner, but he had given the old man permission to cut down any dead trees or collect up any fallen branches that had come down in a storm. As long as he didn't cut any living trees, he was fine. He could do what he liked. And so the old man used to go in, and they would cut down trees, chop them up, and then they had to haul them home. Well, that wasn't easy, because they didn't have a horse or a donkey or anything like that. They just had a hand cart, and they had to pull the cart behind them. And they would have to take it down to the village, and there sell the wood. Now, once a month, they would buy the groceries that they were needing, their messages, as we would say. Um, so they would they would buy food. But that was just something that they did there once a month. They would have had a wee vegetable patch at the back and grown vegetables and stuff like that as well. No, the old woman, she was complaining of the fact, old Maggie, that they were away all day long and she was left on her own and she was getting lonely. And she said, oh, if only you could get me a wee kitten or a puppy or something like that, I would have somebody to talk to, and it would keep me company at the house all day. Well, the old man kind of thought about that and said, Well, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Now, one day, they went up to the forest, and they went in to start cutting down the trees. Now, the old woman had been complaining again about being lonely, and about them being away all day, and so old Chawney had promised that they would try to get back as fast as they could. So, instead of them all working together, he suggested to his sons that they should all split up, go in different directions, and they should pile all the wood up in one place, and then they could come and pick it up, take it back down to the house. Well, it was agreed, and they all split up, and they all went their own ways. Now, the old man went into a part of the forest that he'd never been in before. He'd never seen this place. And he came across some dead trees, and he thought, well, that's a good sign. But I think I'll go just a bit further, see if I can find anything that's a bit better. So off he went, even further into the forest, in an area that he'd never seen before. And there was a great, big dead tree. It was stone dead, right up to the top of the tree, right up to its furthest branches. There was no life in it at all. So he knew that he could chop this tree down, and it would provide an awful lot of wood. So he unslung his axe, 
and he was just going to start to chop at the tree when he noticed that there was something underneath it, down among the roots. So he had a wee look, and what should it be but a wee goat, a kid, a young baby goat. And it was sitting there, and he said, My mercy, where have you come from? Ah, well, I suppose there's no point me saying that to you, because <laughs> it's not as if you can speak. And the goat looked at him and said, Oh, and what makes you think I can't speak? Well, the old man was shocked. He stepped back in amazement, and he thought, No, no, somebody's playing a trick on me, probably one of the lads. So he started looking around him, but there was nobody there. He looked at the goat again, and he said, Did you just speak to me? And the goat said, Yeah, of course it was me that spoke to you. Who else could it have been? Well, he said, I've never seen a goat that could speak before. Ah, well, you're something new every day, eh? Well, you've seen one new. Well, that's amazing. And you can speak. Of course you can speak. I've been doing it, haven't I? Well, that's true, yeah. Well, how come you end up being here? I mean, where have you come from? Do you have a mother? Ah, no, he says, I'm on my own, she says. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. But I think I'll take you home with me, because, you see, my old wife, well, she just loves to have a bit of company, and what could be better than a talking goat? She can have a wee blether with you. Aye, I'd like that, Johnny, says the goat. I'd like that fine. Now, what kind of a person is your wife? Oh, she's a lovely old critter, he said. Oh, she's an awful fine body. I mean, she's, she's just so nice and kind, and just, oh, she'll treat you like royalty. She'll, she'll just spoil you and pet you, and oh, she'll love you. Ah, she sounds lovely, says the goat. Aye, but I don't know about your laddies, says the goat. You've got the three of them, don't you? Aye, how did you know that? <laughs> I know a few things, and I've heard about them. I've heard about those laddies. They're not very nice at all. You know, I won't speak to them. I will never speak to them. I'll speak to you, and I'll speak to the old woman, but I won't speak to them. And I won't speak to you if you tell them that I can speak. Well, no, I mean, we can keep that quiet if you want. I, I want you to keep that quiet, said the goat. I'll speak to you, and I'll speak to your wife, but I won't speak to your laddies. Well, okay, fair enough. So he picked up the goat, and he headed off with it. He soon met his sons, and they were piling up wood, and he says, Just leave that, boys, just just leave that for the day. I've, I've got something more important here. Well, what have you got, Dad? Well, it's a wee goat. It's for your mum to keep her company when we're out working in the forest. Oh, that's nice, he said. So they all went over individually to look at the goat. Willie, the oldest, came over first. But the goat just gave him the eye. Didn't look very happy at all. And Willie mm, didn't like the look of that goat. But 
Off he went, and then Jack came over, the middle one, and he looked at the goat, and the goat gave him the eye again. Not a very happy-looking goat gave him a dirty look. And then he went, and the youngest, Tommy, came along. And he gave the goat a look, and the, look, the goat gave him a look back, gave him the eye. Didn't look happy at all. So they picked up the goat, and they carried it down to the house. And he gives it to the old woman, and he says, I've got something for you. I've got a present for you. She says, Oh, I wasn't expecting you back so early. Are you all right? There's not been an accident or anything? No, not a thing, he says, but I've, I've got a present for you. Hmm, what? He goes, well, here, it's a wee goat. A wee goat? Yeah, it'll keep you company when we're away. Well, I suppose. She hadn't really thought of a goat. She was more thinking cat or dog or something. But she said, well, I suppose. But, he said, and he took her over to the corner. They're by themselves, and he, he whispers to her, It's a very special kind of goat. What's so special about this goat? He looks around to make sure nobody can hear. It can talk. A talking goat. Shh, 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 shh. Keep quiet, he says. Yes, it's a talking goat. It can chat away to you. Oh, don't be so silly, she says. No such thing as a talking goat. And the goat says, Oh, is that right? And why would there not be a talking goat? Well, the old woman was shocked. It's surely some kind of trick. No trick at all, said the old man. It, the goat can talk. Aye, he says, and you seem like a nice old woman, so I'll talk to you. And I'll talk to Johnny here. But I won't be talking to your laddies. I won't talk to your sons. They don't like me. And I won't speak in front of them. And I won't speak to you if you speak to me in front of them. I don't want them knowing that I can talk. Well, okay, said the old woman, I suppose. It's all right. So, <clears throat> that night, they had the goat sitting by the front, the side of the fire, and it seemed quite happy there. And old Maggie says, Johnny, she says to her husband, go to the hen house and make up a bed for the goat. I mean, it can't stay in here overnight, you know. Might make a mess on the floor. Aye, aye, you're right enough, he says. So he went out to the hen house. No, they hadn't had hens for a while, because there was a time when they were very, you know, they're very poor, but there was a time when they were very hungry, and they ate the hens. So there was no hens, but there was an empty hen house. So he got it all cleared out, and he filled it with soft straw and hay, and he took in a bucket of water for it, and he took the goat out, and he put it in its little bed. And it said, there you go. Good night. Good night, said the goat. So, off he went, back in the house. And they had their supper, and the boys went off to bed. No, the boys slept in the room upstairs, and the old folks slept downstairs. So up the stairs they went, to their beds. Now, the goat was lying out in the henhouse, and it wasn't very happy. This isn't a good enough place for me to sleep tonight. It's kind of cold, bit drafty. Don't like it. Want to be by the fire. That's where I belong. I should be by the fire. I will be by the fire. So the next day, 
the goat was taken in, and the old man and his boys, they went off up to the forest to gather up the wood that they'd cut the day before, and to cut a bit more. And she says to the goat, So, did you have a good night? Well, it was a bit cold in there. No, I'd, I'd, I'd need to be a bit, a bit warm by the fire. So she put it by the fire, and she looked after it. She treated it like a bairn. And the goat loved it, lapped it up. And, of course, it was getting treats to eat and everything like that as well. Well, she stayed there. The goat was put out at night, didn't like that. But got to sleep in front of the fire for a while. Now, one day it came to the day that they needed to go into the village to buy their shopping. And so they gathered together the money and they gave it to Willie, their oldest son. And they said, Go into the village and get us some, get the shopping. Here's a list. Uh, and the old man says, And could you get me some tobacco as well for me pipe? Yeah, he says. And could you take uh, wee Nelly with you? By this time the old woman had called the goat Nelly. Could you take wee Nelly with you? Because she's tied up around here all day, and it would be good for her to stretch her legs. So he took the goat. Well, the old woman had made a lovely collar for it, and she had a lead, just like a dog. And so he led the little goat. Now, he didn't like the goat very much because it was obvious the goat didn't like him very much. But he was a kind-hearted person, and he would never be cruel to anything or anyone. So, on the way down, he walked so that the goat could walk on the verge at the side of the road, on the soft earth and the soft grass, so that it didn't hurt its little hooves. And he got it down to the village, and then he bought some wee treats for it. He bought it some pancakes, gave that to it, and it ate up the pancakes very happily. And then he set off back. Now he gave it water on the way, and he stopped to let it rest as well. And also it stopped to eat a bit of grass and such like as well. So he treated that wee goat just like it was a wee princess. And he got home, and then he put the goat in its little hoose, tied it up, and he made up the nice fresh bed for it to be nice and soft and cosy, and he got it a bucket of fresh water, and it said, there you go, wee goat. And away in the hoose he went. Well, they had their supper, and the boys went off up to their beds. And then old Maggie says, Johnny, go and get wee Nelly, and take her in so she can sleep by the fire. Well, he went out, and there was the goat, lying on the straw. So he picked it up and he carried it in and laid it down in front of the fire and he said, Maggie, I think there's something wrong with a goat. And Maggie says, Will we, Nelly? How are you tonight? Oh, don't speak to me, woman, said the goat. Why? What's wrong with you? Oh, don't talk to me, he says. Oh, I'm just, oh, oh, I can't, I can hardly speak. Why? What's wrong? Oh, it's that laddie of yours, she said. That willy. He's so cruel. You know, he kicked me and he beat me all the way to the village and he made me walk on the hard road so that my poor wee hooves are sore. And then he tied me up in the village. And what do you think the rascal did? He charged the bairns a penny to ride on me back. 
and the bairns were riding me round the square in the village for hours and hours, and oh, me back's near broken. Oh, I'm in such a state. I'm so sore. Well, the old woman was absolutely furious and shocked. She goes, What? What? Willie did that to you? Oh, yes, said the goat. Are you telling the truth now? she said to the goat. Well, the goat kind of smiled to itself, and, he, and she said, Yes, I'm telling the truth. Why would I be telling you a lie? Oh, it's the God's honest truth. No, that boy, he's just, he's vicious, he's cruel, he's evil. Well, well, we'll soon see about that in the morning, said the old man. And the next morning, when Willie came down, he was the oldest, and he used to get up first, and he came down, the old man set on him with a walking stick. And he thrashed them for ages, and he called them for all the cruel, horrible boys in the world, being so cruel to his mother's poor little pet goat. Well, he sent them packing, and after giving them a thrashing, told them to leave the house and never to come back again. Never show your face here again, he said. Well, well, he went off. Now, his two brothers were shocked and horrified by this. And, you know, they were sad as well, because they loved their brother. But they had to go and work with their dad. Meanwhile, the goat stayed back, and the goat would tell jokes and tell stories and keep the old woman amused, and the old woman doted on her. Of course, the goat by this time was persuading them that, you know, maybe it should sleep by the fire all night as well. It was milking the situation for what it could get. Well, a month passed, and they had to go to the village again to get shopping. And so Chak was sent, the middle one, and he was given a list of shopping, and the old man said, and remember to get tobacco for me pipe. I'll do that. And be good to wee Nelly, take wee Nelly with you, give it a wee bit of exercise, but be good to it. I'll be very good to the goat, he said. Well, if Willie was good to the goat, Chuck was ten times better. He half carried the goat to the village, and he stopped and he made sure it had nice clean cold water to drink and plenty to eat. And then he got down to the village, and he was able to buy some some scones and uh, and cookies, as we call them. They're a sweet bread roll with corns in it. Not biscuits, if you're in America. Uh, we call them biscuits. You call them cookies. Anyway, sweet bread rolls with currants in them. And they gave them to the goat, and the goat loved sweet things. It swallowed them down very quickly. Loved it, smacked its lips. And again, Jack half carried the goat back, and then he put it back in its wee hut, and it put on a lovely bed of soft straw and hay, and he got it a bucket of clean water, and he gave it a little pat on the head, and he said, You sleep there, no wee Nelly, and I'm going in for my supper. So in he went. How did he get on at the village today? Oh, fine, he said. Uh, here's your tobacco, he says. He gives the tobacco to the old man and the shopping to his mother. And how was Nelly? Oh, Nelly was grand, he says. No, I treated her gently and kind, no like me brother. No, no, I was very, very good to the goat. Well, that night they went off to their beds again, 
And old Maggie says, go and get the, go and get Nelly, take her in. So the old man came and he carried the goat in and set it in front of the fire. And how are you tonight, Nelly, my love? says the old woman. Oh, don't speak to me, woman, said the goat. Why, what's wrong? Oh, I can hardly speak. Oh, I'm so sore. Why, what's wrong? What happened? That laddie of yours, Jack. God, he was worse than your, his big brother, Willie. You see, he took it, his revenge on me for what happened with Willie. And, oh, he kicked me and he beat me and he never gave me a thing to drink and he never gave me any food to eat, nothing. Oh, I've had the most terrible time with him. Oh, I'm so sore and my hooves are killing me. Well, I never thought that my son or mine would do such a thing, the old woman said, and she was furious. She said, you sure that that's what happened? Oh, yeah, she says. You're telling the truth now. Of course I'm telling the truth, said the goat. Of course I'm telling the truth. Oh, why would I lie to you? He said, why would I lie? Hmm, but the goat was a liar, of course, wasn't it? Well, that night... They had their supper, they went to their bed, and the next morning, when Chuck came down, the old man set on him, and he thrashed him even harder than he'd thrashed Willie. And after he'd finished thrashing him, he told him to get out of the house and never show his face back there again as long as he lived. And so Chuck went down the road the same way as his brother Willie, and the goat smiled to itself, and it thought, two down, one to go. Now... A month passed again, and it was Tommy's turn to go down to the village and get the shopping this time. And again, he was told to take wee Nelly down with him. And he led the wee goat down there, and he made sure it walked on the soft grass, and he made sure it got plenty to drink, a nice, clean, clear water from the streams, and plenty to eat. He even picked flowers for it to eat. And then when he got down to the village... He sat outside the shop, he petted it, he went in, he got the shopping, and he bought a big bag of sweets, candies, for the goat. And he came out and he fed the goat the sweeties, and the goat crunched the sweeties down and licked its lips because it loved sweet things. And man, this was good. The goat loved these sweeties. Mm -hmm, num, 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 num. Well, again, a very slow journey home making sure that the, was, the goat was fine, carrying it part of the way, treating it just like it was a wee doll. He treated it like a baby. When he got home and he made a huge soft bed of straw and hay and he put the goat on top of it and he got it a nice bucket of clean fresh water and he gave it a wee pet and he said, well, you can't say that I was bad to you, can you? And away he went and he gave the tobacco to his father and the shopping to his mother and his mother said, how did he get on with we, Nelly? Oh, we got on fine, he said. No, I didn't treat her badly like me brothers did. No, I was really good to her. I treated her like a wee baby. And bought her treats and everything. Hmm, oh, that's good. So they had supper, and Tommy went up to bed, now on his own, of course. And the old woman, old Maggie, says, Johnny, go out and get wee Nelly. Take her in. So he went out and he got the goat and he took her back in, put her in front of the fire. And how are you tonight, Nelly, my love? says the old woman. Oh, never speak to me, woman. Why? What's wrong with you? Oh, 
Oh, I think I'm going to die. Why, what's wrong with you? Oh, it's that laddie of yours, Tommy. Oh, he took his revenge on me for his two brothers. Oh, he kicked me all the way to the village, and he beat me with a stick, and he kicked me all the way home again. Oh, I'm black and blue. I'm sore all over. Oh, I don't think I'm going to live the night. Oh, I'm di I'm sure I'm dying for the, the thrashing that that boy gave me. He's an evil, nasty boy, that. Oh, well... The old man was so furious that his son had done such a thing. He said, you know, I'm not even going to wait for the morning to kick him out. So he went up the stairs and he dragged poor Tommy out the bed and he beat him with his walking stick again and he sent him out the door and he told him never to show his face in their home again. Well, after he was gone, the goat had a sudden uh, improvement in its condition. It was sitting up by the fire, quite bright, and telling jokes, and had telling stories, and laughing, and they were all laughing together. They had a lovely night. The goat was wonderful company, brilliant entertainment. And the old woman said, I don't think I've had such a happy night in my life. Thanks, you wee, my wee pet, you can stay here the night and sleep by the fire. Aye, I'll do that, he said. So... A month passed. Now, the old man had to work by himself now. He didn't have his sons to help him. But he was able to get enough sticks to sell, to make enough money, just to keep him and his wife in, in food, keep them alive. But, but it was hard work, and he did have to work long hours now, being on his own. But it came to the day that he had to go and get the shopping. Well, he says, Maggie, you can't go. I'll go myself. And I'll take wee Nelly with me. I'm no like those bad laddies, he says. I'll no treat her badly. I'll treat her just like a wee, like a wee baby, like a wee princess. Well, he went and he got the goat. <clears throat> he got the money and he said, actually, you know, I'm going to buy a big treat for this bonny wee goat of yours here. So give me some extra money and I'll buy some extra things for it. Nelly, what do you like? Oh, I like pancakes, she says. I like scones. I like cookies. Oh, and I love sweeties. I love sweets. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll get you all of that. So I'll take more money with me, and I'll spend half of our money on you. And so he took it down well. If the boys had treated the goat good, the old man treated her even better. He babied her, and he carried her, and he cuddled her, and he played with her, and he tickled her under the chin, and he fed her flowers, and he gave her clean water from the stream, and he stopped to make sure that she could eat and have her fill, and he went into the village, and he went in the shops, and he bought pancakes, and he bought scones, and he bought cookies, and he bought sweeties, and he fed all this to the goat, and the goat stuffed its greedy face with him, and smacked its lips. Oh, that was good. Oh, I do like sweet things, said the goat. Aye, and when we get home, you can tell old Maggie just how good I was to you. No like those bad boys of mine. No, you can tell her just how kind I was to you. Now, he took the goat back, and again, he made up a bed in the henhouse with straw and hay, and he placed her on it, and he got her a nice bucket of clean water, and he went in and he had his supper. And then the old woman said, Right, ah, 
Go and get wee Nelly, Johnny, and take her in. Put her in front of the fire. It's getting cold. No, she should be in by the fire, not out in that cold hen-house. You're right enough, says Johnny. I'll go and get her. And she can't tell you that I was bad to her, because I was so good to her today. So he went out, and he got the goat, and he carried her in, and he set her in front of the fire, and the goat just lay there on a sheepskin rug in front of the fire. And the old woman says, How are you tonight, Nelly, my love? Oh, don't speak to me, woman. Why, what's wrong with you? Oh, never speak to me. Oh, oh, I'm sore all over. Every bone in my body aches. I got such a thrashing for that horrible man of yours. Oh, I don't know who you can put up living with that monster. Oh, he's such a horrible evil man. He was so mad about his laddies being, you know, driven out the house, that he took it out on me, and he beat me all the way there, and he never gave me anything to drink, and I got nothing to eat. Well, the old woman shocked, and the old man sitting there listening to this, and his mouth falls open. His pipe lands on the floor. He's amazed. And he stares at the goat, and he said, So that's your game, is it? You're a liar. I never did any such thing to you. I was good to you. I carried you. I made sure you had plenty to drink, plenty to eat. And then I bought you all sorts of treats. <coughs> Pancakes and scones. Cookies and sweeties. And, and this is how you repay me. You repay me in lies. Well, I bet my boys never laid a finger on you either. I bet I've thrashed those poor lads for nothing and driven them out of our home for no reason, all because of you, you nasty, lying, evil creature. And he grabbed his walking stick and he beat that goat black and blue. If he'd thrashed his boys, he thrashed the goat ten times harder. He was so mad. And the goat was wailing out of it, but he thrashed it, and then he kicked its backside out the door. And he said, Get going, you evil creature, and never come back, never show your face here again. Well, the old woman was just standing in the corner in floods of tears. And he goes in and he says, You see, that goat, it must be evil. I don't know where it came from. And have you ever heard of a talking goat before? No, she said. No, I haven't. No, he must have been some kind of, she must have been some sort of devil, some kind of demon. Must have been. Oh, and lies, the lies that she told. And we've driven our laddies away, our own flesh and blood, because of that lying we imp. Oh, well... They were heartbroken, but it was too late. The deed was done. Now, meanwhile, the goat was feeling very sorry for itself. It was heading down the road, and it really was sore this time. It really was black and blue. And it was walking down the road, but of course it didn't feel sorry for what it had done. It felt sorry for itself. 
Oh, said the goat. Oh, 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 oh I'm so sore. Oh, uh, why did I do that? He said, why did I tell that lie? I mean, uh, I could have been quite happy living there with the old man and the old woman, and they would have taken such care of me, and I would have slept by the fire, and they would have fed me with pancakes and and scones and cookies and sweeties as long as I lived. Oh, why was I so stupid as to lie like that in front of the old man? Oh, oh, woe is me, poor me, poor thrashed, bruised, broken me. Now it walked on and on and on. It walked through a forest and out the other side, and it came to the seashore. And there by the seashore there was a high cliff. Now goats, if you might know, are extremely good climbers. Cliffs are nothing to them. And this goat climbed up the cliff. And there it could see, just near the top of the cliff, there was a cave. And it thought, oh, I'll get some shelter in the cave. I can sleep there the night. And it went into the cave anyway. And it went, oh, oh, woe is me. Oh, I'm so sore. I'm so sore. I'm all beaten and bruised and sore. And oh, well, now the thing is, it never really went that far into the cave. Because if it had done, it would have found that at the back of the cave, there was two wee fox cubs in a nice wee nest made out of stuffed dried grass that its, their mother had brought in to make a wee nice wee, wee nest, wee bed for them. And the mother, the vixen, was away hunting to get supper for her wee bairns, her wee cubs. Now, the goat is lying near the front of the cave, going, Oh, woe is me! Oh, poor me! Oh, nobody to pity me! Well, the fox comes back. The fox mother, the vixen. She comes back, and she's got a rabbit that she's caught. And she's going to give the rabbit to her wee bairns for their supper. Now, she's been out a lot of the night, looking for this, and the sun's just starting to rise. Now, <clears throat> she'd been out hunting all night, but sun was rising, and she gets near the cave, and she hears, coming from inside it, a voice going, Oh, 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 is me, oh, pity me, oh, poor me, poor, poor, poor me. Well, the vixen freezes. She hears that voice is in the cave. And she thinks, there must be someone in my cave. Or some evil thing in my cave. Or my poor cubs. Or my wee bairn, she thinks. Oh, no, I must go and rescue them. But, oh, 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 poor me. But she's scared. That voice. She's scared that there's something evil in the cave lurking, waiting for her. She's sitting there not knowing what to do with the wee dead rabbit at her feet. When all of a sudden, it's a bumblebee. A bumblebee going flying past. 
And the bumblebee sees the vixen sitting there with a rabbit at her feet, and she's looking towards the cave, really worried. And the bee says, Zzz, what's wrong with you? You're just sitting there. What's, what's the matter? Oh, there's something in my cave, she says. I don't know what it is, but it's got a terrible voice. I think it's some kind of evil demon. Oh, but I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm too scared to go in and look. Zzz, well, I can have a look, said the bee. So the bee buzzed in the cave, and it buzzed around, and it seen lying on the floor there was the goat going, Oh, oh, oh poor me. And it flew out, and it said to the vixen, Don't worry, says, we can sort that out. It's not as bad as you think, but we can sort it out. It is a nasty thing, right enough, but... We can take care of that. Zzz, and it flew off, buzzed off back to its hive. And it said to all the other bees there, Zzz, come on with me. You lot, you've only just got out of bed. You've not done anything today. Well, I've got a job for you. And the first thing you need to do is sharpen your stings. They need to be good and strong, powerful. Because we've got a wee job to do for the fox. So they all flew back about 2,000 bees. A lot of them, a big swarm of bees, and zzz, into the cave they went. And they said, there it goes, said the bumblebee. Sting it good, sting it strong, and sting it hard. As many times as you like. So the bees went in there, and they stung the goat, they stung it on every part of its body. It leapt up, it screamed in pain, and it got stung more and more again. Sting, sting, sting. And the wee goat cried out, Oh, mercy, help me! And it was so sore, it ran straight out the mouth of the cave. Only it forgot that it was near the top of a cliff. And so the goat that told lies fell into the sea and was swept away and was never heard of again. And then the bee came out and said to the fox, It's safe for you to go in now, and your cubs are fine. We've seen them in the back of the, ca of the cave. So the bees flew back to their hive, and the mother fox went back and fed the wee rabbit to her cubs. But you know, that was the last that anybody heard of the goat that told lies. So, I think that the one thing that we should always remember is to always tell the truth, eh? Because you don't want to end up being like that goat, do you?